Hello, listeners, and welcome back to my podcast, Emotional Eating Recovery. This is Addie, your licensed clinical social worker and partner on this journey to emotional wellness. So in today's episode, we're going to look at the concept of managing our emotions. And I know that um, everyone, I think, has a loose idea of what that's about, or sometimes a very clear plan for those of you that uh, might be involved in therapy and, you know, thinking about your sleep habits and exercise, nutrition and all of that. But for those of you that have maybe a more loose or scattered concept of it, we're just going to look at what it should really, that overall picture should really uh, be taking into consideration. And, uh, you know, it's really important for us to think about managing our emotions, you know, for example, when it comes to our finances, you know, we think about having a clear plan there, right? There's a a budget we're going to live by. We're not going to think about eating out a lot. Um, We're going to try as much to stay out of debt. And in the same way, we need to also have uh, a plan when it comes to managing our emotions. And that's, you know, something we talked about in previous episodes about just having a collection, uh, a healthy coping skills collection, right? So that we're prepared for when, you know, things can go downhill really fast. So one of the first things when it comes to our emotions is the fact that it's part of our human nature. It's inevitable, it's an inevitable part of our daily life. So why is this important? Because we don't want to have unrealistic expe- expectations when it comes to our goals. So we, we're, it's never going to be that we don't want to ever feel anything. We want to be able to maybe deal with a traumatic situation and just be cool and, you know, just, you know, completely okay. And that's not realistic, Uh, not if you're uh, a human being and not a robot. So our goal is that we will have these emotions. And uh, it's really about making sure that they're manageable, that we don't feel like we're at the mercy of them. You know, it's completely a hopeless situation because we're making intentional decisions um, that can actually improve our overall sense of well-being. So... The next thing is, you know, our emotions do serve a purpose. In Genesis chapter 1, verses 31, you know, God saw all he had made and it was very good. So while we don't always feel good, they actually do um, serve a purpose. They're part of our perfect design. And, you know, they're really great when it comes to alerting us to danger helping us to um, be clear about what makes us feel safe emotionally and physically. Um, It lets us know how we think about ourselves when we're really taking time to process those underlying thoughts and core beliefs. It, um, you know, it lets us know whether the choices that we've made really fall in line with our values, right? So they are useful. And at the same time, they can also be quite disabling. They can get to the point where it affects our ability to work, um, our social or family life, if you know, child rearing, 
if you have any uh, educational goals, you know, it can affect your achievement there. And, you know, just even our ADL skills, getting out of bed, taking a shower, it can feel like a mountain to climb when we're in a really dark place, right? And all the more reason that it's something we need to take serious and really think of having a plan to manage during those times, right? And it's it's des- desperately necessary because we're going to have to make those choices in spite of how we feel, right? So even if you don't feel like getting out of bed or taking a shower, we have to be thinking, well, you know, this is our plan to manage our emotion. And once we get up and, you know, we start, you know, moving through the things that we planned, we can actually do uh, have an impact on, you know, the severity of our emotions, right? Rather than continuing to feed it in its current state that's debilitating. Uh, number three, we we definitely need to learn. Again, we've talked a lot about slowing down and and it's it's definitely going to be necessary to learn how to then identify and name our emotions because we we just know we're not feeling we might say well I'm just depressed or but sometimes you know we're not aware of in addition to the depression they might be feelings of shame or uh, or guilt or embarrassment or you know just really intense feelings of um sorrow uh, just just uh, you name it, right? Uh, our emotions run the gamut, but we need to be able to to identify and name them so that, that we could backtrack, slow down, backtrack, and really think about what are the thoughts that are fueling these emotions? What are some of the behaviors that we, or choices that we made that are actually fueling these emotions and aggravating them, right? Uh, according to New York State College, uh, health Association, you know, trauma survivors have a hard time being able to identify or name what they're feeling. And so us learning how to identify and, and express feelings as opposed to, you know, just living in a state of denial and, and avoidance and, you know, refusing to, to really deal with what our experience has been head on, it's really going to slow down our healing process. It's going to of course, result in us turning to unhealthy coping skills, such as, you know, eating, right? And, you know, I could definitely relate to uh, the emotions and not being able to identify. uh, I know that uh, if I'm triggered with a situation related to a prior uh, trauma, I tend to get numb, and I'm just feeling nothing. And then initially, you know, there was a time where I would say, oh, well, that's good. It means I'm, you know, I'm doing so much better. Well, it would end up in a day or two, I would just have a flood of emotions, a variety of emotions. And I'm like, wait a minute, I thought I was, you know, doing so well. But now, because it's something that I've worked on, and, you know, just in terms of addressing my emotional eating, I know that it's a red flag for me that I can have these uh, flooded emotions later on that can and, and being prone to emotional eating, that's probably where I might end up if I don't have a plan to, to um, that's ready for when those emotions come. 
another thing that we need to keep in mind is, you know, when it comes to managing our emotions, is from falling into any extremes. You know, from, for example, I talked about numbness to maybe intense rage. Uh, you know, um, according to Oxford Clinical Psych, um, you know, trauma survivors can experience numbness as a way to cope, right? Uh, again, there's that uh, repression of feelings. And we don't want to be at that end anymore that we want to be at the intense rage and anger end. And again, many people who have a traumatic history can feel intense anger, right? And if it's not something that we're really used to, again, it could be some added guilt around that. And then again, wanting to escape, wanting to self-soothe and, and run to unhealthy ways to cope because it's scary to have these feelings and, and not be able to just get rid of it and, you know, have it brush off. Well, the the reason why we want to keep from these extremes is because we want to be somewhere in the middle. We want to have our feelings Yes, they're not always going to be pleasant, but we want it to be manageable. We want to, we want to be emotionally stable so that we are engaging in uh, thoughts and behaviors that keep our symptoms from worsening, right? That way we can function uh, at our best. So again, just to you know, recap, our emotions are part of our human nature. They're part of our daily lives. We want to have realistic expectations about them, about managing them so, so that we're not thinking about, well, you know, I, I'm just not going to feel anything or I'm going to allow myself to just take it to whatever extent that, it, that it's going and go with it and go in the direction of it. And that's not what we want to do. Um, number two, our emotions do serve a purpose. Again, they can let us know where we feel safe, uh, where we're valuing ourselves, um, and it can also be quite disabling when it affects our daily functioning and all the more reason why we need to make sure that we're choosing healthy ways of coping. Again, we want to make sure that we can identify. Again, you have to slow down to be able to do that, to identify our emotions, because we want to be able to process the automatic thoughts that um, our behaviors or choices that we made that uh, maybe fueling those negative um, emotions. And, and last but not least, again, we want to not fall into any extremes because it can lead to very self-destructive behaviors, right? Because we want to cope. Sometimes when we're numb, even, you know, there are, pe- there are people who are um, many times in a state of numbness and then because they want to feel, they might self-injure in some way because they just want to feel. And then on the opposite end, if you're in intense rage or anger, you can definitely not just want to hurt yourself, but also others. And so that's definitely not a place that we want to be at either. So to wrap up for today, uh, there's two exercises um, that I want us to to, um, engage in. Number one, if you've started a journal, um, wonderful. So we're going to use that. And if not, I certainly encourage you again to start a journal. But I want you to take some time to write down uh, and really get into depth about the various emotions that you've been experiencing lately. I know, you know, we have the pandemic that we're dealing with. There's racial injustice. There's, you know, interpersonal relationships. 
what are what are your most pressing emotions? Can you identify them? And uh, next, you know, in Ezekiel chapter three, verses one to three, um, it talks about, you know, it says, son of man, eat what is before you eat this scroll, then go and speak to the people of Israel. So I opened my mouth and he gave me the scroll to eat. Then he said to me, son of man, eat this scroll I'm giving you and fill your stomach with it. So I ate it and it tasted as sweet as honey in my mouth. So the reason I'm sharing that scripture is that, you know, we can go to scripture. We can go to God to be comforted. You know, it talks about it tasted, you know, the scroll tasted as sweet as honey in uh, in his mouth. And what's nice is that we could think about it just bringing joy to your heart, putting a smile on your face. And, you know, scripture can comfort, can comfort us. So is praise and worship and, you know, a host of other things that we will talk about to really build up our, our wellness collection of healthy coping skills. My point is that we can fill up on scripture and we don't have to worry about feeling shame or guilt or worsening of our symptoms, well, we could we could look far to being comforted. Yes, we will feel hopefully some convictions about choice unhealthy choices that we we've made, but we don't have to be living in guilt and shame uh, as a result of uh, scripture. That's not the purpose that God uh, made it available for us. It's to improve our convictions to make those healthier choices. And the whole goal of this podcast is that. We are going to solve the problem. Um, food is not going to be the answer. We have to solve the problem. And when we can't solve the problem, that's do those are the times we got to go to God to find comfort and wisdom and how to um, focus on the things that we do have control over. Okay, so we will wrap up today's uh, episode on managing our emotions. Please feel free to let me know what your thoughts are, um, what you know, it's come up for you as a result of, um, you know, documenting your emotions. Um, what are some of the things that that you do uh, as part of managing your emotions? Do, uh, what are some of the things that you've found to be helpful that are already a part of your collection of healthy coping skills? So until we meet again, have a great day. This is Addie signing off. Bye.